0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Alien vs. Predator Galaxy podcast. This is Aaron Percival, a.k.a. Corporal Hicks.
1: And this is Adam Zeller, a.k.a. Ridgetop. And
0: welcome to our latest episode. And one I've been very excited to do for a while now since I, I learned the identity of this uh, this particular man. And one i super excited for when we actually got this booked in. Because this is... everybody knows about Tom Woodruff jr and for good reason you know he he played alien in the alien in alien 3 alien resurrection the avps and we've had the honor of talking to him plenty of times uh, which is always fun and thanks to the work of johnny uh, valaquin over at strange shapes a lot of people now know about the life of bellagio padejo the principal alien actor in the original alien Less is known about Eddie Powell and Roy Scammell, but, but Roy uh, frequented conventions and, you know, you could talk to him then before he unfortunately passed. But there's one film where the experience of the Aliens actors... It's just never really well documented. Can you remember the pretty much the logline of of what we knew about these guys from the behind the scenes documentaries?
1: I mean, we knew they were dancers uh, and stuntmen. And we had seen some of that in just the behind the scenes material of the home releases. And we knew that the suits for these Xenomorphs, a lot of them were built to be very slimline, kind of spandexy with only kind of Built out highlights. So, because of the lighting, you would just see them move quick in the dark if they weren't the hero alien. But yeah, we didn't really know too much about the experiences of the creature performers for the second film. So I thought this was a great conversation with Carl Toop, who was the um, primary hero alien performer for the second film.
0: Yeah, Carl Toop, um, I've known about him for a couple of years now and I've been I'd been trying to get him on the show and I was so happy when we got we got him booked. Also, just like to shout out to Peter, his uh, convention sort of agent, I guess, for arranging, helping me arrange this. And I'll need to double check his uh, last name for the outro so I can uh, give him a shout out for anybody out there who wants to arrange appearances with Carl. But yeah, brilliant really enjoyed this discussion. Carl is a absolute gentleman and it was a real pleasure to finally learn something about the principal alien actor on Aliens. This is, as far as I'm aware, a world debut of, of an interview with Carl. An absolute honour and pleasure to have done this and hopefully you guys and girls out there who are about to listen or watch this uh, enjoy it. Thank you very much for joining us today. Aliens is really the only film in the series where we don't know much about the actors who inhabited the suits and brought the creatures to life. So before we start discussing your time working on the film, could you tell us a little bit about yourself outside of Aliens? Who is Carl, what are your interests and hobbies and uh, what do you do? Well,
2: I was born in london south london a few years ago now in london five years moved out went to a schooling down south of england all boys grammar school which was great especially when told they told i wanted to be a dancer that went down really well with the parents and the school and then after that i went to dance dance college after that and that's uh, how i got into the whole business Did three years training there in epsom basically worked in West End shows in London cabarets in Europe some television work I don't know if you know remember the program Top of the Pops good geek that was
0: what was that early 90s yeah 80s 90s
2: yeah I think, oh, okay. I think shows started in like the 70s I think okay. my main work was in the West End West End doing shows call me Madam uh, My fair Lady there's a list of things I did in the West End and then the other one was cabaret uh, shows in Monte Carlo Cannes Nice. Germany TV, we did as well. That's how I got into really doing the the whole business. I was lucky enough at college because I couldn't afford to pay all my schooling. So the principal allowed me to do Pantomime, which is a Christmas show in England. And I was allowed to get, that's how I got my equity card. Which was in those days was very difficult to get. You had to have a contract and you had to be certain age. And there's a whole, whole deal to go through. And the principal found me a job up in Scotland to do a pantomime there. They gave me the contract and everything, took it into equity. And I got my, they give you a temporary card to start with. And then you have to work so many weeks to get your full equity card. So I was really lucky with that. So as soon as I left college, I had enough weeks to had my full equity card and i go, could go straight into doing west end shows that worked uh, out nicely then really good break for me in that in in that aspect but the, the, i think the hardest time i went through was when i was at the grammar school and i they found out that i wanted to go into theater dance work and that was wasn't really accepted very well by uh teachers and pupils it's difficult get, in those days getting people to accept that was your choice in a because grammar school is basically there to become a lawyer, doctor, or a... I don't think I let my parents down too much by <laughs> choosing that that job. So. No,
0: not at all. Are you still performing?
2: No, no, not now. Once i finished the film Aliens, I went back to the theatre. I was doing the shows in the West End again, and then I got asked to go to an island in the Caribbean, Saint Barthélemy, Saint Barthes, I don't know if you heard of it and French West Indies. I was given the choreography to do in several of the hotels there. So I got my own dance group going over there we were over there 12 years i was doing choreography over there started a few of my own businesses out there like looking after private villas, and did a coffee roasting business as well we we built up out there as well so uh, now so that's when i started expanding to other things when we were over there and also the body tells you to slow down with the dancing side <laughs> of things so, yeah I can imagine uh, i listened to my body for once and uh diversified into other things really stayed there 12 years and then came back to France then because I'm in France now my partner decided that uh, they wanted to buy uh, this restaurant with a huge dance hall at the back and we could seat like 250 people a middle restaurant which was semi gastronomic and a a front bar with the menu of the day and I'd been doing a bit of cooking but like the maximum people I've ever cooked cooked for was about 15-20 people and the department decided to buy this place, and I was the cook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a man of many talents, then, from yeah, the sounds well, Yeah, well, yeah,
2: well, So no, we started okay. We were just doing sort of – the business had been run down, so I think we started about five. The first day, I think we had five customers, and we built that up. And then uh, the first Sunday, we opened up the semi-gastronomic restaurant. No reservations on the Sunday morning, because we only did it on a Sunday. No reservations at all, so I was sort of standing there. Midday came. Thirty people just turn up and I'm just panic, pure panic. <laughs> but you know what yeah, I soon got into it and uh, the next the first new year we did we had two hundred and fifty people and you know, just no no bother, you know. Easy. We've moved further down south in France and we're now doing vegetarian markets, about thirty-two different dishes that we, we put in the stand and then people just come and buy it. That's where I am now. And then now I'm 37 years, or 34, well, how many years afterwards, and now starting the conventions and really excited.
0: You're a really eclectic person from the sounds of it. That's quite a journey.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's been good. I, I, There's it's more to do, but uh, done a bit of renovation on the way because I like renovating houses. So we've, uh, we're have we on a third one now. So uh, that's been good fun. Give me a slit disc at the same time, but, you know, it's good, good fun doing it. But, <laughs> what no, happened to
0: been... listening to the body car?
2: That was, fe- yeah. <laughs> No, I, I need hearing aids probably now. So, no, it's, it's been good. It's been a good life and uh, seems to be getting better all the time. So,
1: uh. And also, thanks for joining us. We have a tradition on our podcast, and that is whenever we have a new guest on the show, we must ask them about the first time they ever encountered the Alien franchise. For a lot of people, myself included, it was my first film in the franchise.
2: But you're a young chap, so yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, we, do, we don't feel it, Carl. We don't feel it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw the first one. Can you imagine that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, So you had seen Alien before Aliens, and how was that for you? Like your opinion on the film?
2: Yeah, well, no, I, I loved it. We, I was at college, it was dance college at that time. We, I think there was a group of th- uh, 20 or 30 of us, we'd gone out, and I think it was the Wednesday evening show at the, the cinema. Never heard really of Alien, a- 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 just saw it, so we went along. And then wow, the, the classic scene, the whole, imagine 20, 30 theatrical students in the cinema and then the thing leaps out of his stomach and they're just screaming everywhere, girls running around in pirouettes like get, going mad. No, it was a brilliant film. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was the first of its kind, I think, that and it's the suspense that just kept going. Then all of a sudden, it just woke everyone up. The subject being the alien, you don't actually really see it that much. You just have built this monster up in your imagination. And actually, when I saw the costume for the second, you know, the, the aliens, the film I was in, what I had imagined it was like in the, you know, from the film, it was imagined it how it actually was. So the, it was, uh, a lot was left, left to your imagination, and it's, it was a great film. I loved
0: it. It's always an effective tool for horror, but, you know, the, the whole leaving it up to your audience to yeah. to make it up it, and scare themselves.
2: It was just the flashes of everything, and you managed at the end of the film, you built up the imag- imagination of what the alien was actually like, you know, from just mm-hmm. the flashes from the films. Very clever.
0: Have you watched it much, you know, since over the years?
2: It's not, it's, I must admit, it's not really my thing. It's, uh, yeah. I sit through a, maybe the film once and uh, that's, that's it. But what I'm finding out from the conventions, the passion there is for people for it, it's incredible. So maybe that is, it is making me become more aware of what people see in these films, you know. It's something that I was missing. I have been watching like the film I was in and Predator because I worked with uh, Brian Prince and David Smith that have been in the Predator films. So I thought well, I would better watch their films to know. What, <laughs> I have some conversation with them. I could start appreciating them because they're, 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 I've seen how the passion from the, all these fans for it, and so I, I looked at it in a different light. So maybe uh, you know my next step is getting into all this. this that sci-fi. is
0: one of the things you'll find about sci-fi fans. Well, we are a uh, very passionate bunch. <laughs> and
2: the conventions, uh, its amazing, you know—the the passion that's there, and people. And I think you know people just get come into their leave the world outside, and they come into these conventions, and they they're just in another world and you can just see on their faces that they've escaped to where they want to be
1: yeah a form of escapism for a lot of people
2: yeah there is uh, especially
0: the costuming as well i'm sure you can appreciate that you know
2: you hide behind the costumes that's uh great
0: while we've heard over the years plenty of stories about the casting experiences that the mm-hmm. Clone Marine actors went through for Aliens, we've never really heard much about the experience that the Alien actors went through getting cast in the film. Now, do you remember much of how you came to be cast in Aliens?
2: Yeah, well, I, I do remember. I was doing a uh, West End show, it's called Jumpers, it was a play by, by Tom Stoppard. Christie Kendall was in that one. I was looking for a job to take on after I finished The uh, Jumpers, so the, the agent phoned up and he said, oh, I've got an audition over at Pinewood for a film, Aliens. I said, well, I said, is that anything to do with the first one, you know, a few years ago? He said, yeah, really. but then apparently I want to do a, a second one. Would you like to go? And I said, well, well, not? he didn't actually explain what it was for. It was just to go along for the uh, uh, casting in the Alien film. So
0: You had no idea it was for? Uh, yeah,
2: I had no idea it was for uh, what, what part or what role it was for. So um, I had a mate of mine, he was in another another uh, show. I said, well, come along, we'll just go along for a laugh because I'd never been to Pinewood, So I thought it would be good good experience going to see this, yeah where they filmed the James Bond and all those and that. So we went along, walked into the hangar, and there must have been about 300 other people for get this audition. So they, they take our name, height, uh, what we're doing, what we've done, CVs, take all that. And then they sort of up, up into groups. I forget who it was. I think it was Paul Weston, the, the stunt coordinator. He said, move like an alien. I've never seen an alien move. It's like neither had anyone else, but just having a laugh, really. Just, you know, trying to walk like an alien, move like an alien. And they whittled us down, kept me and my my friend who was there as well. I think they probably cut us down by about half. So it left about another 200 people for the rest of the day. And again, they started um, measuring us up uh, size-wise and that. Again, this devious alien class is how to sort of crawl along the floor and you just go along with it. Then they written us down again. I got selected, but at the end of the day, my friend didn't, so that was a shame, but carried on. And then we were called back probably about a week later, and uh, they asked us to do some wire work. And luckily, I, in the show I was doing in Jumpers, there was a scene where this astronaut, NASA astronaut, goes along the back of the stage while Felicity, Felicity K- Kendall was singing the song. And I was I was the astronaut doing that wire work, so I had some experience doing that. They, it, they it was not
0: comfortable for you.
2: Well, you have to arrange the family jaws, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, because <laughs> if you don't get that right, then it is, yeah. it's painful. So what? wired us up, and there was this tower. It must have been like about six or seven meters high. It was at the top of the stoop, the, the hangar. And then they said, just jump off and move like an alien. So yeah, I'm waving my arms around, just trying to <laughs> stay upright. And they allowed me to do it again, haul, hauled me up again, and then actually got the hang of it. And then they went through everyone else through the rest of the day, and sort of they lined us all up. James Cameron was there, Paul Weston, I think it was Tom Woodruff Jr., he was there as well. And they went along the line, and they picked... As they were going along the line, they picked about 20 of us out and they said that we're looking for about 13 to 14 people to play the aliens. So we'll let you know in a week's time what our decision is. I really didn't think I stood a chance because, you know, there are other people there that, to me, I thought they looked pretty good aliens. You know, they got the alien movement sussed. It was a it was a matinee we were doing, and I got a phone call after we'd finished the matinee show from my agent, and he said, "What are you doing?" I think it was about October of that year, and I said, "Well, I'm still in this show, so I can't do anything." And so I said, "Why?" And he said, "Well, you've just been offered the role of the Alien Warrior. They didn't want the thirteen people they wanted at the beginning; they just wanted one, and they chose me." So uh, I said, well, probably is I'm still doing this show um, in, in the West End. So I went up to the management. I said, I've been offered the role in Aliens as the alien, the main alien warrior. Is there any way we can work around it? And then they they phoned up the production team for Aliens, 20th Century Fox. And they came to agreement that I could miss out my matinee shows. They had me covered for my role in the show for the matinees. And I could go during the day to Pinewood, released early enough to come and do the evening shows. So I had a crossover about two months during the show and the filming of Aliens. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it because everything just seemed to work. I got the job. Normally, you can't get out of a contract just like that. And they, everyone really played the game and got me Got me into it. So, so lucky. And the story about the other people that were picked up, they went over to actually get stuntmen in. I think the re- a reason why I got the job was they were looking for someone fairly agile. Cause, you know, I, I, in those days, I can get my leg up around my ear and that. And I was... I wasn't that I skinny? I think that that helped me because uh, the original actor Bellagi, he was—I I don't know what height he was—but he was enormous and like A very skinny guy. Yeah. Very skinny. I wasn't really anything like him, you know, otherwise. So, mm. um, but they, I think it's more of the al- agility that they, I got chosen for.
0: Can you describe the kind of moves that you were doing during the audition? Do you no. remember?
2: It <laughs> It's just a bit of a daze, really, because you're a bit embarrassed because it's like you're seeing everyone else doing really, really getting into it, and I just couldn't. me a bit of a laugh, really, at the beginning, and then when it, as soon as you get closer to the goal, you think, oh, I better take this seriously. But When we we did the work with. With, uh, Paul Weston. He was helping us do it, and it was basically just walking, trying to make yourself not look too human. Pretty tricky when you're, you're just in sort of rehearsal clothes, but sort of twisting round more head, head because the head was very important. Because once you've got the costume on, the head was that dictated everything to how you played the the role. You are having to balance it. The head, the head's on your head, so your head's the neck. Most of the weight's at the back, and you've got a small, uh, lesser weight at the front. And then, depending on what the head was for, because they had uh, some with the hydraulics in it. So you had all the weight at the back, so you were having to really strain to bring your head forward and that that dictated a lot of how you moved as well. So once we had the heads on, because we did did the wiring audition, they did try on the heads. They had us moving with the heads on. They obviously liked it, so... uh, Obviously. Just when you see about 400 people going for the same job, it whittles down to you, just think... you.
0: It's, That's unbelievable, isn't it? You, you,
2: can't, you can't believe it. You know, it's just uh, incredible for me. It's, uh, the agent called me up and said, you've got the job. Well, that was... It nice. must have been an intense great, great schedule,
1: though, from, uh, you know, Pinewood in the day. Going yeah, to it was to the tight. They
2: yeah they they arranged things pretty well. so because I had a very early morning start, so I'd be there about six. It wasn't every day either. I might be called in three days during the week or something, depending on what they were filming that week. And also you have a taxi pick you up in the maybe an hour hour and a half to get into costume and on set. they they did work around me a bit because they used to change around the scenes so that I could get my taxi back for the evening show. So I think the performance was eight depending if we were acting power station or the studio, it was about an hour, depending on traffic, to get back. And then I had to get ready. So, no, you know, people worked around me, which was uh, this little old dancer from the West End that uh, was getting treated like a prince. So that's uh, good.
0: <laughs> you mentioned, obviously, you were the main performer for The Alien <laughs> and that they went for uh, stunt performance for the other guys. One of the performers you would have worked alongside was Eddie Powell, who had been one of only three actors. Inside the suit in the original okay. film, what was it like working with him? Did he offer? Well, I didn't advice?
2: actually. Yeah, I didn't really work with him on my own. He he was. I think he dealt more with us when we were as a group with the stunt workers. With James, Cameron, he he did leave me up to my own on my own. To do what I felt I could do in the costume and, and the spaces we were in. Paul Weston was there and Stan Winston came in as well. But that was more to make sure if we were, I was having any problems with the costumes moving or if it was catching anywhere or we had to change the attachment on the head, you know, they were there to help me on that. But uh, movement wise, more there for the, uh, when we were at groups of us. Uh, so it was more coordinated. We got all the movements, uh, this, roughly the same in the tunnels group of us coming down from the ceilings and that and then when i was on my own i was allowed really to do what i wanted was,
0: uh... so he didn't really like have any specific advice for you in terms of no. like you know this is what not i f- did on the first one for me. Did he share any stories from his time on the first one? No, was it all really, business.
2: It was for me. I didn't really that, get to speak to that many people because once I was in costume, that was it. I was uh, locked in until we had lunch. I, I spoke to the actors more because I, I spoke through the costume, like you, um, when I was uh, with Carrie or um, uh, Cynthia. I was with them. You know, we spent h- half the day together, so we'd be talking. I'd be talking through the mask or whatever. With Carrie, we spent a lot of time together. So it's more with the actors rather than the people who were telling me what to do. Obviously, James Cameron was there uh, directing and telling me what he wanted, but no, no stories from him, really, or... <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
0: Because, like I was saying to you before we started, you know, because there was so little prep for me to do, you know, when I was reaching out to, like, some of the other people yeah. who were a part of the alien community, this was the question that came up, was, like, ask him about working with Eddie. And it's interesting to know, you know, that he was there to make you look, like, all part of you know one big wave of aliens you know this unity this conformity in design
2: uh, the, the stunt work was more paul weston and tom Rudruff because they were tom Rudruff was he was the created the effects and everything and then with paul weston he was controller of the stunts but i think i think with it was just he gave us a few more details and the just mo- the movements of the heads they were you wanted they want to use and so I think it was more on that, that level he helped
1: people. And unlike some of the other actors who have since played the alien in the later films, I mean, you had little in the way of reference material for how to be the alien. Like you were saying, they just told you, be the alien. Be but they. once you knew you had gotten the part, how did you prepare for your role?
2: Well, I would looked at the um, screen test of uh, Balaji. Actually, when I think about it, it probably did help me watching that because in the screen test, I don't know if you've seen it, he is using the head a lot. Well, he had the head on, so he's using the head a lot. And you're seeing how he's reacting to, you know, things around him. So that, I suppose, yeah, no, now I think about it, I suppose it did help me away with on that side of the thing with the head. Like I'm saying, the head was the hardest bit to, to work. But that, then after that, it was keeping supple, being able to move. You could maybe... uh get away from looking too human. You could twist your leg into a a position that might not think, how did they get he get into that position? Or an arm being in a different position or, you know, being right up back and up high over your shoulders. So it was just finding that really, those sort of positions that trying not to look too human. The secret of it was keeping limbered up. Most of the time, so you could give a weird position occasionally. But a lot of the scenes I was actually in, I was in confined spaces, so it was fairly limiting in how you could, you know, you'd think you'd be able to do the movement, do the rehearsal. You think, and actually, we can't can't do that movement at all. So you'd have to rethink the whole thing. And some of the time, you didn't even think it was just so because, like, on the, some of the wire work, it was in um, like so. He wanted us looking as if we're crawling along uh, the the air the air chute, crawling along. Almost floating. Well, actually, that was filmed vertically from up at the top. So we were clambering up while they were pulling us up. So it looked like once they turned the, the film around, it looks like we were going along uh, horizontally.
0: That was the bit in the the vents, wasn't it? Yes,
2: yeah, in the vents. Yeah. yeah. So that that I'd, I'd rehearsed that, and it was. Outside of the 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 air vent, and then once I got in, I had to re- completely rechange it, holding the head because the head was hitting the sides all the time. So I had to make sure my head was up. So it was it was it was a day by day thing. I think that's why you know James Cameron he he didn't give me too much instruction because he knew that uh, once we were on set because in Acton Power Station that was most of that you couldn't move too much of the sets around because it was fixed.
0: So it was a lot of figuring it out on the day then. Yeah,
2: on the day and you know we work pretty quickly but uh you know we do two three tests and then he'd say all right let's try let's go for it. Yeah with his his talent he managed to see whether it was good or not and uh, we didn't waste too much time. But yeah it was it was I think really keeping as limber as I could to be able to adapt to whatever situation he put me into.
0: Physical flexibility then.
2: Really. Yeah, physical flexibility which I do not have anyone. <laughs> and, you know, it was the head, working the head. That was a daily challenge because there, there were different heads. There was light heads, there were heavy heads, there were ones with the acid that was, um, they had masks in so they wouldn't breathe in too much of the fumes from the acids. And each day you have a, you know, they put a different head on you, and you think, well, how's this one going to play out? And uh, no, was, it was interesting. And luckily, uh, the director, James Cameron, he was with me, he was fairly patient. I think it was with most people, but, you know, he didn't didn't throw wobblies with me or anything, so... uh...
1: Probably knew the alien was just as big of a star. Yeah, there you go. That's what I kept
2: (laughs) telling you, actually. Well, while
0: we're on the topic of Jim then, he's well known for, let's say, um, some some behaviour on aliens and and conflict and stuff like that. I think one of the constants, like you said, was that with the actors, he wasn't this persona that people know him as, you know, this behind-the-scenes nightmare. So what, what was your experience like with Jim?
2: enjoyed every minute with him. He was and he's to watch him work. He's just, he'd see things that you'd think, how the hell is that going to even look like anything? And you'd, you'd see it, you know, you'd go back and see what he they filmed. And it was like, okay, that uh, works. And he had, he had his, um, what do you call them? He spools down what he wants. Oh, uh, storyboards. You know, so you which were quite, they are pretty amazing as well, those pieces piece of art they were. And, and he knew what he wanted. And, they, and he did lose, you know, people weren't pulling their weight, Something's got to be filmed and it, it, everything everyone's got to be ready. And if you've got one or two people that aren't paying attention or just not putting their weight and it messes everyone everyone's day up, you can understand someone get someone having to get things back back into order. So uh No, I I, I never saw a moment that he got upset for any reason that he shouldn't have got upset for. He, you know, when he did get upset, it was for generally for a reason. I think I think most people accepted that. I don't think and It wasn't that often.
0: Do you think it's just been an overblown sort of urban
2: I, hype? Maybe. Well, place. I think I think I think what happened in the um, in Pinewood, I think the the unions got on his back a bit, and I think that really upset a lot of people on the on the crew because of the hours they wanted to work. Well, are there are there bad stories with the uh, with the cast or?
0: I think the cast is generally very positive about their experiences with it. Yeah. It's just like some of the cultural differences that have been documented in the behind the scenes. Maybe, uh, yeah.
2: I, I knew I knew he was upset with the unions at one point because they were really, you know, were, the hours <laughs> getting, getting smaller. They you know come in at nine, have a cup of tea, and then uh, let's have a meeting to see if we can do the, This sort of work today, and I, you know, he, he just wanted. To, he yeah, he's, a, he's a workaholic, I think. So uh, he just wanted to work, and I, you know, I think most people who were taking the job seriously did. They, uh, it was an honor for most people to be working on the film. I think I, I can't I can't say anything bad. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Don't need to well, apologize for that. That's not what we're after. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are, you
0: know. It's just about your perspective on these yeah. you know, these stories that we've heard about in the past. Yeah,
2: uh, that's, no, he'd get angry. But I think he got probably frustrated with himself sometimes more than anything. He'd scream and shout. Frustrated in himself that he hadn't got the image he was looking for, or mm. the idea that he had in his head didn't actually work out, but I think most of the time it did work out because he thought everything through so mm. much beforehand, I think, because he, he was very organized in what you every day he came in knew basically what he takes he was going to do that day. so did he get very specific with
0: you in terms of things he wanted you to do while you were you mm. were doing your performance?
2: Not really. Because, uh, like I said, I think with the costume, once we were on set, he had to adapt him slightly to the costume and the sets because of how the costume worked in the, the surroundings.
0: He, would, he just dealt with it. He dealt with the, yeah, the reality he, he, of Yeah, he situation. did. He, he,
2: he told me what he wanted, the idea he wanted, and you know how, how the scene was going to finish. So you had, you had an idea of what position you need to, to finish that take in so that we could keep, continue on and get the finished result. But apart from that, maybe we had to take a few takes extra because of that, you know, because maybe the, the one or two didn't work straight off once the costume was in place. But we, we always had rehearsals before before the takes anyway. Now, I, th- I think he just ex- he, the way he explained what he wanted, I think that was enough of the direction for you to think, okay, I can see what he wants. Let's see what I can do. Mm-hmm. And basically let me get away with it. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: And as far as the suit itself, that – you wore. Um, I mean, the aliens considered a very iconic design. Yeah. Your suit for the original yeah. film was very much a work of art. And, it right. would, yeah. and while Stan Winston's team had constructed some amazing alien puppets for the second film, the suits that people wore hmm. were notably much less detailed, done more for mobility yeah. and movement. So I'm curious as to what your initial impressions of the suit were when those first few times you saw it.
2: Yeah, the initial impression was when I walked into the, my dressing room, it was just a line, I think there's probably about 10 of these lycra body suits with rubber bits stuck on them. There is no way that is going to look like what I imagined in my head, you know, this, this is not, I thought this was like Hollywood, I thought we were you know, in the big time now, really the, the body suits were nothing to look at when they're hanging up on the hangar. So we, we, we got me into the bodysuit then you, you sort of zip on your feet because you've got separate rubber feet to zip on. <laughs> okay, this is starting to come together a bit. Then you've got your hands and then they put your head on. But even so, one, once you're looking in the mirror in the dressing, you think, oh, how's this going to work? But once, I, I, I don't know if the light just played on the, the way the costumes are made. The way it worked, and we always say it had slime everywhere, that gave the effect of it. You know, it is when you see it in the film, you think, oh gosh, that doesn't look anything like what I was wearing. I mean, it's amazing when you see like
0: the pictures of of your suit. You know, there are there are pictures of your specific suit. You know, with your name uh, in okay. the back of it out there. And, and when you see those black leotards with just odd rubber bits <laughs> stuck on you, yeah. and then you see the uh, finished film. It's yeah. Cause, uh, cause I think we
2: had a, a back a shoulder harness, which with the the pipes. You know, the pipes coming yeah. out the back. So that that was added on. Feet, the hands were added on. I think what else was added on the head, the the neck, the neck as well. There was uh, like a collar thing that went on the neck. But no, well, you know, I think once, once it was, and you, and you were, you're never actually standing up saying, "Look at me." You're actually trying to, you know, you're covering up yourself most of the time. You're not, you're actually exposing the whole costume to, to the screen. So. I think they got away with it quite well on that. But I, I, I think the design was able to catch the light. It was the light played on the costume a lot. Um,
0: Stan and Jim knew what they were doing, didn't they?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the head, the heads. I thought. Well, I preferred the head in the second film. I think to the first one. I didn't like the, the smoothness of the, the mm. first one. I, I, I was personal you ones. and
1: Adam have in common there. Yeah, there's there's like a fan preference. Like, do they like the aliens with the smooth heads or the ridged heads? And I've always preferred that as well.
2: Oh, I like yeah, the ridged heads. heads, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we've talked a little bit about this, you know, mobility.
0: And you've mentioned, um, obviously, being in um, some of the wire work. You know, that's something that we don't really know about what you did in the film. I'm assuming you did a fair bit of, of stunt work then. It was you, you know, with Cynthia doing that crawl, Yeah. the... Um, <laughs>
2: Yeah, Django, and with Colette, Hiller, the pilot. In terms of stunt work, though, in terms of like wire work,
0: you know, what what was your experience doing those scenes?
2: Well, the wire work, I love. I love the wire work. I really enjoyed that because it did turn the whole the whole idea of filming the other way up for me. Because you were able to do so much more movement-wise, like I, like I saying, they're filming you vertically, but actually showing it horizontally. So that really added to the what you're able to do movement-wise to get the effect of, you know, crawling, almost floating along. With, yeah, it's, yeah, there was the one where I was uh, run over by the APC, and that was filmed in reverse. I, like, start from underneath... The APC and then I put I have to come back up as if I'm running into it, so okay. reversed image so yeah. that that was a challenge uh, because I need really need my muscles in my legs to get me up from basically a line position up to walking position and then running backwards so mm-hmm. when it was reversed, it was looking like I was running in as the APC was coming towards me so that originally I couldn't see how it was going to work in my head, and then once we did one tape they showed me what the effect was, and you could say okay, right. So I need to improve on that, but yeah, you know, the effect was. Well, I saw I, I, in the film you can't actually see it that well, but for me, that was one of the scenes that was that was hard work. But the result I saw, which I don't think actually you see in the film, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. So, <laughs> I, was, I was impressed.
0: And you were you were working your legs in that scene as well, weren't you? When when you're going up with Cynthia,
2: yes. Well, I, drag, I drag her up and uh, it's just... Uh, I don't drag her up too far, I don't think. Because think, there was one point, there was another uh, stuntman behind me as well. There Because he was having to deal with, I think, her... Her, stunt double. her stuff as well So there was two of us behind her at one point And that was uh, fighting each other To sort of each do our role the best But uh, <laughs> that was a good scene And the one where I was with in the pilot With Colette that was, that was a good scene I thought it was going to be in the film But it wasn't But it made a good um, publicity shot
1: well, that actually goes right into our next question because, yeah, that is a very well-known publicity shot. Yeah, nice. No, uh, uh, I'm sure you've probably signed a picture of it many times of yeah, you in you the don't. suit holding on to her in the dropship. But yeah. yeah, we never see it in the film. No, um, we've never even seen it in like any behind-the-scenes footage on the no. TVs and stuff. I don't do, but, don't do but was it filmed though?
2: It was filmed, yeah, because we we rehearsed it and we they filmed it. We did several takes on it. Yeah, it was just for a photograph, they, um, they we wouldn't have done all that filming and uh, rehearsals. I don't think. But,
0: uh, what actually happened in that scene?
2: There was uh, she was calling. Um, who was it? Daniel. Daniel. Um...
0: Yes, uh, Daniel Cash.
2: He didn't answer, and then I obviously you you assume the aliens got him, and then I come up behind her in the the. Um, the dropship. The dropship. Thank you very much. I, I just had to come out from behind of where she was sitting and grab her, uh, which I did. And again, we were in a confined space because we actually had the screen. It was half half screen of the front of the cabin, so we were fighting each other basically. Once I got hold of her, right? it was a fight afterwards. But I don't know why it wasn't wasn't put in the film. But uh, maybe it it was too it was, maybe it's too obvious uh, because. We we were working with the mi- our minds because you think, oh, well, um, Daniel's been taken, he's gone. Now, obviously, he's going to be taken, isn't it? And then you, the, the the thing crashes, so you know what's happened, do you, basically? So.
0: so it was it was a bit of like a prolonged struggle between you two.
2: Well, no, it wasn't that prolonged, but it's just that the image I, I saw when they were uh, on the screen, just on the take, it was i you see me coming up from be- uh, behind her grab and then she stopped you know she's starting to fight me and then we just sort of limp back and that was it
0: another one so obviously that that publicity shot is very well known and iconic but another iconic moment from the film that you're very you know you are there for is when the alien rises out behind Newton Kerry Hen in the water what was it like filming that scene with all that water and and working with Carrie?
2: it was a brilliant brilliant two days we did on that one uh, Well, I did Carrie did not because there obviously uh, it was a, it was being in the, in the water. But it was, no, I loved doing that. That was probably one of the best parts for me of, of doing the film was working with Carrie. She, amazing child actress. she was. She, she wasn't even an actress, really. She was just uh, brought in as a, well, you probably know the story. She just got in and did the job. I never saw her complain. Never, she, she, I think she just saw it as a playground in a way, some of it.
0: That's the way she's described some of the scenes, like the, the tube that she has to fall down.
2: It was one of the few times they took my helmet off uh, while we're doing the film, so we be, because it was I can't remember the size of the pool, but it was warm and you know it wasn't too too bad. So it, it was probably about sixty seventy meters deep, so it wasn't too bad. So she could stand up in it. I think it came up to her chest. So you know while we're waiting, we sort of be sitting around and you know, just chatting away. So I took my head up so she wouldn't be too scared, which she wasn't anyway. I think she was so used to By then Because they they Gave us drinks And that to keep warm Because obviously Once once we were in the water They wanted to get Get it done as quickly As possible So Obviously there were Breaks in it So No it was great with her She you know We just had it the child You just have a good time, you know. She was <laughs> doing swimming lessons, sort of thing in the water and that. But I think the idea was I did. I did. I did all my rehearsals beforehand of how I was coming out of the water. And Carrie never saw any of that. I don't think on the first day we did it. And the first take, I don't think Carrie actually knew I was coming out of the water from behind her. And I think the reaction that you get in the film was a real surprise. She was sort of surprised to see me coming out of the water. Right over I was, so I think the reaction you get from her was uh, quite an, a natural reaction of a child with a monster coming up behind her. The first uh, day I did it, the, uh, the head that they put on me was one of these, I think it was like a sponge, and I don't think it was the right head.
0: Not in water, surely. Or in the water,
2: no. James goes, right, go underwater, count to three, and or oh, you banged on the, the side of the pool so you could, because you could hear the banging, and then on the third bang, come up. One, two, three... Four, five, six. Couldn't get my head up. It's just, because uh, it would have gone under the head had just taken all the water and just. Oh man. head <laughs> stuck on the floor. So I managed to get my hand up, which. Because the costume was filled with water as well, and then luckily there was someone in the pool that just sort of managed to haul me up. But uh, that was health and safety in those days. That was as, you know, as good <laughs> as it got. So
0: just see what happens. Just change
2: the head and do it again. You know. So but the second time it was fine. The water didn't didn't soak into the ha- the, the head. So uh, so that, that you know, once that was out of the way, then nothing else could go wrong, really. But you know, it was a good scene to do. It was good fun. Well, I, I like that scene.
0: Yeah, that's a very iconic yeah. moment.
2: And knowing what you know, what Carrie saw, you know her reaction and that, and it, I think it just worked. And it's uh, mm. yeah, I'm proud to have done that one.
1: I think just like you, Carrie's been getting a bit more involved with fandom in recent years, like going to the conventions herself. Yeah, or, uh,
2: there's something in the pipeline. I'm not, I can't say anything until I know it's definite. But uh, we might be get, we might be getting together. So
1: uh, we'll have to keep our eyes out for that.
2: If it happens, uh, that'd be great for me because it'd be great. And she would, she won't, won't know who who I am, but. Uh, It'd be great to see her and uh, I mean, she, yeah she might have memories as well that i don't I can't remember because uh, she saw it in a different you know, child's eyes, so mm-hmm. but if that comes off that would be that would be a good day
1: and as far as uh, iconic scenes in aliens there's another one where the aliens you know make their way into the operations center and the Marines that are holding up there there's this big battle between them and the aliens, and there's just so much going on with the aliens crawling through the roof and breaking into the room and gunfire and explosions everywhere. how is that sequence? filming that
2: well right, it was hectic it was uh, and I, I was working with because there were stuntmen as well so they really knew how to throw themselves around I was a bit more of the uh, dainty dancer in the costume really but, you know they, they really throw themselves selves around because I, I think I, one of the scenes I was leading them and basically I was just the, the first one in the shot so you got some the movement of the, you know, the heads and arms and then after after I'd gone through then you just had all the stuntmen coming through and it was like a war it was just and, you know they were just Shoving, pushing, and, and noisy as well. Some <laughs> men don't scream. They, uh, I don't know what they do, but <laughs> they <laughs> yell and swear on. Yeah, that's what it was. So that, that for that me that was an experience for me because I wasn't in their league stunt wise because they throw themselves three foot down onto onto the ground. Well, I have trouble with three, you know, three feet off the ground. So. No, it was it was good, and they they, and they showed me ways how to move and how to fall as well. So they teach you know teach me if I had a distance to drop how to how to land how to sort of do it without hurting myself. So uh, no, they and, you, and je- yeah, because they were usually group scenes, so it was all very very hectic and shoving around. And even though we had a bit of direction how we should be moving, I don't think people took that much attention. It just it was like hell for leather. they just get down, fall out the ceiling or whatever, and uh, run off. Now, it was a good learning experience for me because it was a. It, I'd never done stunt work like they they did.
1: Were you giving like your advice back to the stunt guys as well? Like, here's how would I dare? Really would in. I dare?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they didn't need my advice. It was, uh, <laughs> most, well, most of them have been doing the business for years as well. That was their, yeah, that was their training. So uh, it was a great experience for me because it was a learning learning thing as well. So probably decided that I didn't want to do stu- stunt work. <laughs> 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 when you see how they damage their bodies, what they do to their bodies, it's, uh, you know, some, some
1: And how about working with Stan Winston and, you know, Tom Woodruff Jr., his whole crew? Like, how was your experience with those guys? Uh, well,
2: they're just, art, you know, artists. What can you say? It's, uh, he was a gentleman. Stan Winston was a real gentleman. It was their passion. Like, so when you see some of the miniature work that they did, you know, Queen Alien, it's... Uh, Amazing the detail that they had in everything—the detail. You know, you'd see the the life sized alien queen, and then you see them with the miniature queen. You know, in the, when we went back to Pinewood, uh, the studios, incredible. And, and like you're saying, the detail on the the suits, uh, the body suits. I think he knew what he was doing. He toned it down from the original film, but I think. You know, him and his, 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 designers knew what they were doing, what effect they were going to get under the lighting and the, uh, the grease, the KY jelly, whatever they're putting on us and, uh, and you're going into his, um, his workshops. That was, that was, uh, cause they, they were working on other stuff at the same time. I don't know if he was doing the little shop of horrors or. They were next door, weren't they? Yeah, that was being filmed at the same time, so it was, it was quite funny in the canteen where you get all of the alien soldiers and all the and then you get all these fifties sort of bright coloured costumes and that. It's, it's quite, it's quite. That was quite amusing. He because he, he did. Uh, I can't remember what other things he had in there, but it was it was a museum. He's just mm. his because that wasn't his basic. Um, that was wasn't his stu- fixed studio. That this was just a temporary one and the work he had in it. There was quite a few people working with him on that film as well, I think. And they, and they were able to any detail they were able to change you know like an hour they'd be able to get the whole if James Cameron didn't like something he said right we need to change that in an hour it would be done and you think well, how, how they do that get it dry and mm. but you know they they knew what they were doing and no he was a real gentleman it's that, uh, very, well very proud to work with him or honoured honoured to work have worked with him
0: you mentioned the Queen you know this the big giant puppet. Okay.
2: I'm I'm curious. Did you
0: actually film much around or with the puppet? You know, because obviously there's the hive sequence.
2: Yeah, I did. There's another stuntman with me, and we did a lot around the feet of the the alien queen.
0: Yeah, I don't think that one ever made it in. There's bits where you're in like a corridor, coming coming out, and yeah, she sort of warns you back off, and you back off, or, or something. Yeah, like no, that's right yeah, yeah, that
2: yes, yeah, that's the one. Yeah,
0: okay, but that that was with actually, with, the, the yeah, giant she was puppet. there.
2: Yeah, yeah, she was there. Impressive, very impressive. <laughs> well, I, yeah, no, the, all those, those end scenes were very, with Sigourney and that, the, uh, whatever that machine was that she was in, that seeing that and the Queen together on set is, cause the thing, well, cause a lot of it was done in, um, Acton, no, I actually don't think those scenes were, they were in, probably in Prime, A lot of the scenes that were done in, uh, Acton Power Station, everything was so real. The atmosphere in the power station was the atmosphere that was in the film. That's how you felt when you walked into the power station. So the setting of that was really gave a lot of the atmosphere that was in the film.
0: Did you do the uh, the wire work for that bit as well? Because there's a team where there's a alien running along the side and gets shot off by Ripley. Yeah, that was a wire. work, Yeah, that was you.
1: I was going to say that's one of my favorite shots. of The alien in that film is where it jumps on one wall and then flips Bats around up, and yeah. jumps on the other. Yeah, yeah, so no, that was that was, he was
2: yeah, no, I think that because that, again, yeah, that was for they used me for that one because of the being uh, supple and light mm-hmm. to move around in that on that scene. But
0: yeah, but that was a cool moment. I love. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that was
2: cool. yeah, well, that was good. Yeah. The thing is, when you're doing some of these scenes you don't actually you can't imagine how good they are going to come out on on the screen. Huh. You do forget something. I when I watch the film you think oh, gosh yeah, I remember doing that. So I must I must watch the film a bit more really.
1: And I wanted to I know you haven't seen Alien Covenant, but I had a specific question for you that I was curious to get your thoughts on. In that movie, suit performers were used on set for like lighting reference, but almost all of the creature effects were replaced with computer generated imagery. And, you know, while there's a lot of skill and artistry required for motion capture and CGI animation, do you personally feel like there's something lost when you're not seeing some physical shots of an alien My on the film?
2: The job? <laughs> no. Yeah, I think you can see it when it's been done on a computer. Probably shouldn't be saying that, but I, I think you can see the difference.
0: It's a thought that's, that's shared by a lot of people, you know, that is in this day and age, it's, it's practical, that's very sort of revered and used as a buzz for some marketing.
2: It has come on, on a lot, the numeric side of stuff, but uh, I remember seeing oh, Titanic and I think one of the, some of the scenes in that. I could really see that they'd used computers on, on doing those scenes. The film was so good, and then you just had these few scenes where it was done numerically. And I just thought, it's a shame. If they'd have found a way of doing it, filming it directly, It would have, it would have been a lot better. But
1: that's my opinion. Yeah, I always feel like it works best when there's a good combination because then you just play the strengths of each one. Yeah, but. exactly.
2: But there's certain scenes that I, I, th- I think need to be done by human, the human movement. Maybe, probably if you showed me a film, like that, I probably wouldn't can tell the difference anyway, but in my mind, <laughs> it's,
1: uh, yeah. I was just curious. I mean, you do see incredible like motion capture performance too by, you know, like Andy Circus, right? And his performances. But yeah, with Alien in particular, I think there's a legacy of this kind of practical effect that we as fans love seeing. But when all was said and done in Aliens and you wrapped the film, uh, did you get to go to the premiere? Like, how how was that experience?
2: Yeah, that was great. It was in London. um in which cinema it was. But no, I got my invitation for that. And uh, went I think and it was, was Leicester Square, by the way. Leicester Square, yeah. I've got the invitation somewhere. I I should have read up on that first. Yeah, that was great. I I wasn't actually, I was seeing a few of the sort of group photographs, very few. I don't think any of them were used because no one actually knew who I was.
0: The joys of being behind the
2: mask. Yeah, that that was the glory of it, I suppose. Yeah, the screening went really well. That was good. And then we had the, um, after show part. It was, um, in the gardens in South Kensington. It was above Mm. a departmental store. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's still around. I don't know if it's John Lewis, but it was this nightclub that was on top of, uh, the departmental store and it was called The Gardens. I think it was, uh, Glenn Close was there, sitting in the corner looking like nothing, you know, and it's just, uh, I, I can't remember who, who, who did turn up, but there was, it was a great after party as well. The premiere were yeah, it was impressive.
0: Did you like the film? That's the key thing. Did you? Yeah, when, no, when it was all there.
2: Yeah, I did. Well, no, was, I was just in awe of it because the work they wanted done, the actors, the, the direction and everything, costumes mm-hmm. and that. You just how did they do it? How did they bring it all together and create that? And, the, you know, the music added on. And and I was in it. So it was like, wow. <laughs> and my name came up at the end and it wasn't last. So it was like, wow. <laughs> I, I've made it, you know. That was a very proud moment for me and uh, people were around You're me. Right. Very lucky to have done it.
0: After Alien, you know you didn't seem to pursue a career in film.
2: because i have been dancing so long and it's, it was quite hard to build yourself up in that when you are a dancer you are the lowest of the low in the business. The dancers aren't the highest and I'd actually built myself up quite a good reputation in that in that dance world and that and I I was doing choreography. I had work guaranteed after I would finished the film, because the film, we did the, did the film, so everything stops. And you think, oh gosh, got to get a job. But luckily I had jobs lined up. And then you get, then you see the film, and then everyone's gone on to other things. And I, I'd really gone back into the dancing side of everything and theatre. It wasn't anything that actually came up again in... I was asked to do again afterwards. Uh, yeah, James Cameron didn't do a film after that that needed someone working in a costume uh, directly afterwards. I don't know what his film after that was.
0: It was a bit next.
2: And I, if it was filmed in the States, then they probably wouldn't have asked me anyway. And then I, I had gone on to other things because it's, uh, life goes on and, uh, you know, I was doing pretty well. So it was, it was a great experience that turned up in my life that doing that film and then life continued after it. So
1: if you had been asked to do more like creature roles though would would you oh, be probably, up for it like
2: yeah yeah because I, re- I did enjoy doing the work it was using my my trade in another way and i you know, I was hiding hiding behind a costume so that liberates you slightly more i don't know why it should but you know you can liberate yourself even more when your people can't see you I'm, I'm a pretty shy person generally so, and when i'm on stage i can do if you ask me to do something, i probably do almost anything but out, off the stage I won't, but once I get onto a onto the, or when I used to get onto the stage, I was able to become some, someone else. But when I got into a costume, I was, you could really just let go, you know. Right. Yeah. And you could make a fool of yourself and didn't really care, you know, but mm-hmm. it could have worked or it didn't, whatever you were doing, you know, some movement, you think, Oh God, I'm going to be really stupid doing this, but you did it anyway just to do it. But I was in a costume. So it helped me get over that shyness, I suppose. So, uh.
1: I've known that with a lot of actors, especially, like, theater actors. Yeah. A lot. They get on stage and they can, yes. whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh,
2: yeah, because yeah, you, you, people can still see your face, but you are, you are playing a role. Of, so, I don't know, it just, it does. It's, uh, it's a good therapy.
0: So, t- talking about being shy. Yes. <laughs> you've, uh, you, you've started making convention appearances over the last few yes. years. That's another thing I love to hear about is the experiences of actors, you know, doing these conventions have you had any like sort of fan interactions that just stick out to you you know what's uh, that experience I, I, like?
2: I just I just love it it's uh, it's to see people so happy it's uh, it's you know, like for me no one knows who I am right. you know my face they've never seen my face There's I was in a costume and I get people coming up to me and they're, they're either crying or they won't come to me, so I have to, you know, I, I go to them. This, for me, I'm just obviously touching something so strong for them in their lives and it's making them happy. I just, uh, I love it. I never thought I'd be doing this this sort of thing. You know, it's, for me, I'd never spoken about aliens since i have done it, really. It was, it was a job, I did it and moved on. So to be asked to do this and then see the the reaction of people I either saw the film or they've seen it because of their parents now. Now their grandparents saw it. Yeah, These young people coming in and they're they're in awe of the the, the character. It's, it's amazing. I love it. I love
0: it. Knowing you've impacted somebody like yeah. that
2: in some sort of way. I never thought in my life I'd be able to impact, impact people like that. Like you say, it's just uh, yeah, it's an honour. And to, they talk to you know. I, I'm lucky I don't have queues for days, so I can I can spend time with them and we, you know we talk and. Their experiences, and then there was one. I had one guy, young guy, was, he was sixteen. He uh, he came up to me with his mother. He was he was. He, I could t- tell him he was really shy, really nervous. And I, I said, yeah, "It's fine, you know. What would you like?" And so I signed, signed the autograph. And he just went. I So that's fine. You know, it's no no problem. And then he came, probably an hour later, he came back with his father. And his father said, "Look, really sorry, but he, he just felt he missed the opportunity of." Uh, you know, spending some time with you and he feels really bad and he, I can't sort of calm him down. I said, well, it's fine. Come on, we're going have a seat, sit down and have a chat. And it turned out that he wanted to be a dancer as well. So I managed to break the ice with him on that because he was saying, this is what you want to do. And his father wasn't too happy about him doing it either. So I had that experience as well. So I spoke to him first. His father came up and he heard what I was saying. that, And it broke the ice between the son and the father for what he wanted to do in the future mm. you know so that was a moment for me that you know had nothing really much to do with the film except that i wouldn't have met that that young lad if i hadn't done the film and then yeah. had that experience of being able to help him maybe in what he wants to do next so you know that was that
0: was i imagine that was quite gratifying. that was yeah. a good yeah that
2: was a good moment but yeah you know you get the characters come up to you the guys in costume and that and i love it and,
0: have you come across many fans in you know in an aliens costume?
2: Uh, only in one a... so far. Only one, okay. and a very good costume as well. So uh, that that was in Florida. That was in
1: Florida. Yeah. How about I, the uh, Colonial Marines? They, oh, yeah, you
2: they get lots of those. Yeah. Uh, I think we had a Ripley as well with the cat. I think she came with her cat. So.
0: <laughs> I bet when you come to London, you'll find a couple of alien costumers. Well, I hope so. There's a, there's a, a UK costuming group, the UK Colonial Marines, and there's Colonial Marines and aliens. Okay. I, I bet you'll see some in July.
2: Well, I hope so, because it's a pleasure to see it. Because mm-hmm. you know, without the fans, that doesn't keep the legend of the film going either. It's, the fans are very important. Especially so many years on, and it's keeping that the whole thing going, and they, they seem to enjoy it, which is yeah, that's we the do. Best. We love it. I know it's good,
1: <laughs> amazing. I love it. You know, it's opened up a whole
2: new world to me. Convention thing. This is my the next stage in my life to be able to do some more of these.
1: I think you've also seen kind of an increased interest recently of like movie monsters and creature performance and stuff. Like you were saying, not everybody knew who you were at the premiere, but these days, like that's one of the first things we want to know is like, who's playing the alien? Who's playing the predator?
2: Well, we see it a lot on the the conventions. It's a lot of the voiceovers are doing very well on some of the Mm -hmm. manga film. You get the voiceovers of those and it's the voiceover of the voiceover (laughs) something. And they're, you know, they're really doing well. The fans are really out for them and the, yeah, your costume people as well. People are appreciating it more because, especially when it's done Definitely. by real real actors. Now it's quite a novelty now <laughs> to see a real actor in a in a real costume. So.
0: I think it's also a bit of reverence for the the method of filmmaking. Yeah, you know, and, the, and that method of performance.
2: Yeah, it's, it's sort of going back to retro sort of film, isn't it? So, you the film tradition traditional film, and they have done all the numerics, and now people are maybe looking a bit more for the, the traditional way of filming. It's like the C- uh, CDs and people are now buying vinyls. It's, yeah. you know, we get, it's all going back to what we used to do before. <laughs> so you know, it's, every method has its different attraction. You know, CDs, you don't get the crackly sound. LPs, you get the crackly sound. So you know, what you prefer.
1: And that's actually um, everything from us. But before we sign off and let you get back to the hive, is there anything you'd like to share, any anecdotes or thoughts that we haven't given you the chance to tell us with any more <laughs> questions?
2: I think we've covered everything. I think we've talked more than I've ever talked in my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Especially about the alien film. So, no, I'd I, I just like to thank you very much for having me on. I'm amazed anyone would want me on. And, uh, and, it's been nice sharing the summer memories. And it's probably yeah. jogged my memory as well for other things that you forget. And then, oh yeah, no, we did that. And also keeping the, 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 the whole alien thing going. It's, you know, it's great what you do. The films made a huge
0: impact on us. Yeah, you know? good. And,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Can I ask why? What's...
0: For me, it was morbid fascination. I think is the way to sum it up. Which, so, was the, which
2: was the first one you saw? The aliens. Aliens. Okay.
0: So I saw it far too early. Uh, it right. was the night before my fifth birthday. Oh well. Wow. <laughs> I ve- I remember it very specifically, and um, we got to the first chest sort burst of chestburster part of the film and I bricked it and it had to be turned off but it led to me having five years of nightmares literally five years of nightmares I would sleep face down on the bed because my logic was while my chest was against the mattress <laughs> a chestburster come and come out so but during all that time you know I was fascinated with it and obsessed with it and scared of it, like images of the alien on game covers or magazines or stuff like that, I really wanted to look at, but I didn't dare look at it. And it wasn't until I was like 10 when my dad was like, enough of this shit, come on, sit (laughs) down and watch it. No, it was more of it. You're obsessed with this. I know you are. Let's get through this. And he, I'd seen him start to watch the film, realize what he was doing, turn around, walked out. He was like, "No, come on, we're watching this." From that point on, it wasn't so much morbid fascination, but it was just a genuine obsession with the film and the wow. the lore around it and these creatures. You know, for me, it was very much around the tension, the horror, the creature design, and stuff like that that then led to diving deeper and deeper into this wider world wow. of alien. Did
2: you sleep better?
1: I did, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) finally got over it. I don't don't know if my introduction to it is as psychologically interesting as as it (laughs) is, but I would just see, like, toys here and there, and I'd be like, what are these monsters? Like, these things look so cool and different. So I would just see the alien. I didn't really watch it until I was kind of in my early teens, but I would just get, you know, there was also this thing at Disney World that was on one of the rides. It was like a movie ride, and in one sequence, they had, like, the 79 film Alien. Okay. And so seeing that there is kind of, what is this thing this is just so cool so i would just keep seeing it and then eventually i became more aware of what it was i played some of the video games i watched the i was just always into it incredible
2: that's great it was great that you are because it just keeps the legend going so
1: yeah yeah we're uh, lucky as fans because it does keep going i mean there's yeah, still books so, to read yeah, there's does, comics yeah. and games and we have yeah. a movie coming still so yeah
2: yeah, saw that, yeah. and it's, it's personally
0: gratifying as well be able to do these things like with with you there, there is a great deal of documentary around the films. Fortunately, but we get to try and fill in the gaps. Yeah. So when, when like I saw you, I was like, nobody's ever can talk to Carl. He has a part of this history yeah. that he needs to tell, in my opinion, that you needed to tell. Yeah. So to be able to talk to, you know, people such as yourself yeah. to fill in, we just those gaps. in the gaps. Yeah. 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 And, and to give. A voice to people that these other things haven't been able to. And we are probably uh, get a hold
2: of. I'm sure you've spoken to the other actors on the film. And, uh, well, some we of all, them, yeah. We've probably all got different hmm. ideas, and maybe the same scene or something. And we see it, some seen things from a different angle or things. So it's uh, that's interesting. Yes, uh, like I said, just fills in the gaps from the other other side. Really. So, well done. And you
0: you were the last alien person that
2: you know. <laughs> well, uh, I know. I very
0: much appreciate you taking the time. Well, no, thank, thanks for thanks yeah, for awesome. asking me.
2: It's uh, it's an honour.
0: Do you have any particular outlets that you want to refer people to?
2: Um, Doing the London convention in July, so if you're if you're hanging around, you know I'm there. So uh, it'd be great to see you.
0: Indeed,
1: I'll I'll be going to see you Carl as well. So uh... oh, you're,
2: you're coming? Oh, great! Yeah, meet the flesh. Brilliant.
1: And that was our interview with Carl Toop. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as we enjoyed talking with him about this time in his life working on aliens.
0: He had a very eclectic life and it was really interesting to learn more about this, this absolute gentleman. And it was Peter Valderrama who was his appearance manager and and that, say a company called Silver Screen Appearances. I will leave a link to their social presence and website in the description. So if anybody out there wants to arrange any appearances um, with Carl, that's the way
1: to do it. If you've enjoyed listening, be sure to leave us a review or any sort of feedback on a podcast platform you happen to be listening to. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, it really does help us out and we very much appreciate it. If you'd like to find us on our website, it's just avpgalaxy.net have discussion message boards as well as a lot of different features our editorials and interviews and reviews you can find that all on our site and we're also on all the major social channels facebook twitter instagram and youtube if you just search avp galaxy or alien versus predator galaxy you're sure to find us
0: and that's versus as in vs because we didn't do the entire thing i pushed us away from the abbreviation avp many years ago but not not from versus uh, that, that's still just VS. But yeah, thank you once again to Carl for joining us and thank you to Peter for arranging it. As Adam says, you know, comments, likes, reviews, it all helps our visibility. And if you are, you know, friends with any alien fans who you know would be interested in, in this video, in this podcast, please do feel free to share it with them. We, you know, also thrive on, on community and, um, word of mouth. So thank you if you are and, um, please think about doing it if you aren't. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Corporal Hicks.
1: If you'd like to follow me personally, it's just at Ridgetop21 on both Twitter and Instagram. This has been Corporal Hicks and Ridgetop signing off.